Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Hello and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Monday, April 18th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. A hybrid pioneer rides off into the sunset, Elon Musk loses a round in court, and an executive's pay becomes a political target. Plus, the return of the New York Auto Show may have brought us more news about production plans than about products. We'll talk about that a little later. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. First up, Honda is dropping the Insight gasoline electric hybrid in the U.S. The idea is to focus on hybrid versions of three core models, the CRV, Accord, and Civic. Honda will discontinue output of the Insight at its Greensburg, Indiana plant in June. Redesigned CRV and Accord models, including hybrid versions, will be introduced this year. Honda says details about the Civic Hybrid will be released later. The Insight was the first gasoline electric hybrid sold in the U.S., beating Toyota's Prius to the market. The third generation Insight was launched in 2018. U.S. sales of the latest model have tallied a little more than 70,000. In other news, Tesla shareholders suing Elon Musk over his 2018 tweet about taking the company private said they won a key ruling. In a court filing, the investors say a federal judge agreed with them that no reasonable jury could find Musk's tweets accurate or not misleading. The ruling comes as a jury trial in the case is expected to begin in late May. Lawyers for Musk contend that the tweet saying he had funding secured to take Tesla private was entirely truthful. Sticking with Tesla, it was one of those automakers, along with General Motors and Volkswagen, that had been confounded by a recent COVID-19 outbreak in China. Now the automakers are preparing to reopen their factories in Shanghai. The move comes as the city speeds up efforts to get back to normal after a nearly three-week COVID shutdown. Tesla has recalled workers to its plant, SAIC, the Chinese partner for both VW and GM, said it will start stress testing its own production resumption plans today. From China to Russia, Stellantis has halted production at its van factory in Russia because it has run out of parts. The automaker operates the plant in Kaluga with Mitsubishi. Many automakers have suspended or halted operations in the country since Russia's invasion of Ukraine in February. Back in Paris, Stellantis CEO Carlos Tavares is taking some heat over his compensation package. Both candidates running to be France's president called his remuneration, quote, shocking. Tavares' compensation for 2021 is about $20.5 million plus a stock package worth an additional $34 million, plus long-term compensation of about $27 million. French President Emmanuel Macron called for a cap on executive pay, and his challenger, Marine Le Pen, echoed his comments. 
Last week, more than 52% of the company's shareholders voted against the compensation package. That vote is not binding. And that's the news you need to know. The New York Auto Show is back for the first time in three years. The story behind the long layoff and delayed return after the break. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory. Sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. The New York Auto Show is back and open to the public this week. It wasn't the newsiest show in history, but there were a few surprises, as well as some important vehicles. Our Vince Bond Jr. was there, covering Stellantis, which had even bigger versions of its Jeep Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneers to show off, as well as another take on the Chrysler Airflow concept that evokes a more traditional luxury feel. I talked with Vince about what he and I saw and heard at the show during the press days last week. Vince Bond, welcome back to Daily Drive. Happy to be back. Vince, you have a story on the front page of this week's issue about the New York Auto Show returning for the first time in three years. What was that journey like for the show organizers? Well, it really was an amazing journey um, full of hard work and just determination. You know, when you look back two years ago, the Javits Center was turned from a an auto show site to a, a makeshift hospital. And so there were thousands of beds, you know, instead of seeing the normal, <laughs> you know, SUVs and luxury cars, it was just a totally different situation. It was uh, a very scary time for New York um, when the pandemic really first, you know, erupted there. So that was a, a really uh, a tough time for them. And then it was just up and down. They thought they were going to have a show and then they couldn't have a show. And then now they finally did. And so that was exciting. Uh, yeah, they just had to keep keep an eye on uh, on the COVID numbers. But for some reason, the, the pandemic just it would not relent. You know, every time they thought they had an opening, those numbers just wouldn't go away. And so they just had to keep on pushing it back further and further. And it even got to the point where uh, where Mark, uh, the 
the, the organizer for the show, he asked his team, like, uh, do you guys still recall how to do this thing? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been so long already. So right. well, that was a, a fun little tidbit there. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, they, they made it happen. Well, they did. And um, that was a, quite an accomplishment. I mean, for me, it was still a little flat for a New York show. New York used to be the culmination of the auto show season. Uh, you know, a big luxury show, a big media show. And just kind of, it was that, like I said, the end of this end of the long season. And uh, you'd kind of have, you know, festivities, all the, all the brands would, you know, put their weapons down and <laughs> have a little moment of camaraderie uh, after beating each other up all year. Uh, this year, you know, with with fewer brands participating and mostly refreshes or new trim levels, it felt a little more like a Chicago show from the before times. Really, uh, I don't know. What, what was your impression? Was that like? Uh, yeah, well, that that was my uh, my second show this year, and uh, I'm not sure if they made as much news as last time, but uh, I did feel a little bit of excitement as people were just kind of walking around and taking photos and just being out uh, out and about for the first time in a long time here. And so I think there was some, uh, a little excitement in the background, but, but like you said, maybe not like in the past. Yeah. Well, the few events we've been able to have as an industry, especially like NADA uh, last month, I mean, people are so excited to see each other, to see their, their colleagues from around the industry, see them in person, sometimes without masks. It's, uh, it is fun. It's fun to see the friendly faces. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did get a chance to meet uh, Chrysler CEO for the first time. Uh, I've spoken to her a few times on, on Zoom, but, uh, but it, was, it was great to actually, you know, be in person and talk to her. Yeah, that's cool. For me, the show, you know, only a handful of major brands there, but um, I found it was much newsier and more interesting than I thought it might be. Uh, for me, a lot of that was uh, Jose Munoz from Hyundai making a fair amount of news talking about the electrified vehicles that would be made in Alabama and plans for a new dedicated EV and battery plant in the U.S. Uh, that, that certainly made it a little more interesting than, than it could have been <laughs> without that. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's pretty funny, though. You know, the biggest news wasn't really a new product. It was just the, the production. Right, exactly. Manufacturing news, of all things. Yeah. So while I was chasing around all these Hyundai developments, you, of course, were working your beat covering Stellantis, uh, the other grown-up automaker at the show. Uh, and it had some new or, you know, new-ish models to show. Uh, let's start with Jeep. It had a new uh, extended versions of the uh, Grand Wagoneer and, and Wagoneer. Why, why is Jeep making those giant luxury vehicles even bigger? Well, you know what? I was actually very surprised uh, when I first heard about this uh, vehicle, probably about four months ago, uh, a dealer told me about it off the record, and uh, I just couldn't believe it. But uh, they're <laughs> saying that, uh, <laughs> but they're saying that this is going to be a brand new customer. You know, it's not going to you know pull from their existing uh, shorter wheelbase. They see it as totally just brand new business, and uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, if they're correct on that. Because uh, I know the with the pricing at least, I know one dealer told me that he's he's expecting a, a premium of around ten to fifteen percent on those longer models, which will put the you know the, the top Grand Wagoneer up towards one hundred twenty thousand. So we'll see uh, if there's a real appetite for that 
that type of vehicle, you know, I mean, they were probably already getting into some new customers just with those, you know, six figure grand wagon ears. And now, yeah, to go to 120, it's a a little different ballgame. Yeah. And the thing is, the the shorter wheelbase has only been out for a few months now. So I I was a little concerned that they might actually try to, or or they might uh, pull some attention away from the shorter models and take that momentum away and and turn it all to the, the long models. But, uh, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, there's so much competition in the in that big SUV space. I guess the the sooner the better you can get out to market with the full portfolio. That must yes, be the indeed. thinking. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the others you mentioned, uh, Chris Fuel. What was uh, what was going on at Chrysler? Why are, why did they show another version of the airflow concept? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So back in January, they showed the the original airflow. It's just a very, very glossy, shiny white, you know, very elegant looking. But for New York, they wanted sort of a different type of feel, more of an urban feel that they felt could really communicate to that New York audience. And so uh, Mrs. Uh, Fuel and, uh, and Raul Gilles, the, the top designer at Stellantis, uh, they put their heads together on a, on a new theme for the airflow. And what they came up with was this, this really slick looking black, uh, paint with the, the copper accents uh, all around the vehicle. And so they're hoping that that vehicle sends a message, you know, to that New York crowd that, uh, that we hear you. And they call it graphite. Yes. It's called the graphite, the graphite concept. Yes. It is an interesting contrast. Uh, it's like that first one, like you said, it was so sleek and white. It had kind of that early iPhone, you know, feel to it or, yes. uh, you know, and then this one with the black, um, it's more like a, more like a traditional luxury uh, feel with, yeah, black and nice accents, kind of a, kind of a different flavor of the same, same idea. Yeah. Yeah. Something about that black that really just adds that extra layer of, uh, of uh, class and sophistication. I don't know why, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but right. A whole different personality for that vehicle compared to the, the white version. Yeah, yeah. Any le- any other thoughts about uh, Stellantis' uh, performance and presence at the show? Uh, well, I did have a chance to speak with Ram's uh, CEO, Mike Koval, and he really opened up about the, the competition in the EV pickup space. Mm. Uh, you know, as you know, uh, Ram is going to put out his first uh, battery electric uh, 1500 pickup in 2024. And so Mike was telling me that what they're doing right now is just going out and um, speaking with customers across the country, just getting insights from them on what they want from a EV pickup. And they're hoping that, you know, since they're coming out a little bit later than, you know, the Fords and the the GMCs and the Chevys of the world, uh, they think that they can actually take insights from those brands and their performance and then set a new benchmark, you know, with with their Ram pickup. Kind of a, a second mover advantage. Let the let the others go first. Learn from their mistakes and and come back better. Yeah, yeah. So they're hoping that they can top the range. You know the performance. So we'll see if they can actually pull that off because uh, some of these these torque numbers are getting just incredibly high. Like you know the the Hummer the Hummer pickup is at is at uh, over eleven thousand you know pound feet of torque. So I guess the Ram has to be at least twelve thousand now <laughs> to top that. 
We'll see. We'll see. Well, Mike also told you uh, that they're going to show uh, a physical concept of this yes. uh, Ram EV. Yes, they're going to show the first uh, Ram EV pickup concept uh, sometime later this year. Uh, they didn't really confirm a date or a site, uh, but they said they are planning to do something at some point this year. That's exciting. Progress yeah, that every could, day. Yeah, yeah. That could, uh, could really grab some headlines and to make Jim and, and Ford think about uh, what's coming down the road. Yeah, uh, they'll try to make them look over their shoulder for sure. Definitely. All right. Thanks, Vince. Great job. Uh, good talking with you. Thank you. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get the latest news on auto shows, new models, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making the show part of your daily routine. Now, let's all get back to work.